you're listening to a podcast from Victory. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. Discover more about this truth in week three of our series, Redefined. So we're going to look at to what the scholars say is the heart of the Sermon on the Mount. And my prayer is, that we get this and understand this. In fact, pag, na, ma, na, pag nakuha po natin tong preaching ngayon, pag naintindihan po natin to, it's going to be easier for us to understand the next couple of weeks. I don't know about you, but uh, for the past weeks, the preaching gets a bit harder na medyo, minsan ang sakit na, minsan tinatamaan, tinatamaan ako. May ganun po ba sa inyo? Yung parang yung message, parang, grabe to, ang hirap sundin ah. Or, or this preaching really hits us. Guess what? In the next couple of weeks, it's going to get harder and harder and more practical. But if we understand the heart of the Sermon on the Mount, my prayer is we would see it in a different way. And this is, some scholars say, the heart of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5 verses 17 to 20. It says here, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass away, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. It says in this verse, verse 17, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. The first thing that I want, the first word that we have to look at is the word law. Because when you read the Bible, pag simula na po tayo magbasa sa Bible, madalas po natin itong makikita. Batas. Utos. What does the law mean? Now we know that our Bible is divided into two. The New Testament and the Old Testament. Now the Old Testament is generally also divided into two. The first five books of the Bible, known as the Pentateuch, or some call it the Torah or the law, and the, uh, the other half, or the other part of the Bible rather, are called the Prophets. So sabi ni Jesus, the law and the Prophets, generally the whole Old Testament. And not only that, when we hear the word law, we have this connotation. Ito yung utos or batas. And what's the law about? The law basically has God's commandment for us and His expectation for us to obey it. So when you look at the law, the law is about commands that we need to obey. Now when I, hear, when I say the word law or utos, some of us, we don't really like it. Especially, you know, if, you're, uh, if you would remember, um, the number one enemies or the, en- the primary enemy of Jesus are the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Those people really uphold the law. Sa kanila sobrang importante ng law that they have to come up with an extra set of laws to protect them from breaking the original 613 laws. Kasali na po doon yung Ten Commandments. Okay? So, narinigin naman na po yung Ten Commandments, di ba? So, nandun po siya sa, sa law. And not only that, meron pang 613 other laws from the Bible. Takot na takot silang ma-break yung laws na yon. So, ang ginawa ng mga Pharisees and Sadducees, they added extra law 
para hindi nila ma-break yung law ni God. So, for them, the law is something very important. But for us, when we hear the word law or utos, it makes us feel like, grabe naman, napaka-strict. Grabe naman, napaka-old school. Grabe naman, napaka-backward thinking. I don't know if you would remember, especially no, nung, nung medyo uh, teenagers pa tayo. Di ba may mga, may mga utos sa atin yung parents natin? Huwag kang uuwi ng late. Umaga pala eh. <laughs> okay? Or, or wag kang magbo-boyfriend or girlfriend na na nakaka-graduate. Wag, wag kang, ano, wag, wag kang manunod ng TV, kasi nung tayo namin, wala pa kasing internet masyado eh. So, hindi ka manunod ng TV, hindi, ka nakaka, hindi mo natatapos ang iyong assignment. And sometimes when we hear those laws, we're like, grabe naman. Napaka, napakahigpit naman. Ma, what? Well, ang aga-aga ng curfew ko, 12 midnight. Gra, <laughs> the party's just starting. Diba? What? Bawa mag-boyfriend, girlfriend, everyone does it. It's 2017. The, ano ba naman? Napaka-old school naman yan. Napaka-baguhin na yung law. And for some of us, when we hear commands like that, we think of, grabe, paggaling talaga sa Bible, napaka-old school. Napaka-backward, modern age. Let's move on. Tama na yan. Kaya talaga mga naniniwala sa Bible, mga Christian, napaka-backward thinkers naman. Napaka-traditional. Okay? Hindi nakaka-adopt sa modern times. And they try to abolish what God says. And remember, when Jesus came here, He says, the preaching that He says were so revolutionary. It was so anti-Pharisees, anti-scribes, that the people were thinking, Lord, i-abolish mo ba yung law? In our world today, we want, it, we want the law to be abolished as well for our own desires. But remember that word, that word abolish, in its real Greek word, it came from this image. Kasi ngayon po, tiba, if you want to travel, we have our cars, or we have Uber. Okay, but during their time, ang Ferrari po nila, kabayo. Okay? They have camels. So syempre, yung, yung mga baggages nila, nakasakay sa camels, so naglalakad din sila. Pero yung ka- mga camel, gaya ng mga puso natin, napapagod din. Nakakasumuhugod din. <laughs> so sometimes, what they have to do, they have to take the camels okay, to an inn, paggabi na, magpapahinga, i-unbuckle yung mga baggages, yung mga gamit nila, or they will abolish, that's the same word, i-unbuckle para makapagpahinga yung camel kasi mabigat yung dinadala nila. What did Jesus say with regards to the law? He did not, He did not come to abolish the law. He did not come to dismantle it. He did not come to unbuckle it. He did not come to make it light for us. So when Jesus came here, He was saying, No, no, no. You thought I was trying to abolish the laws. I'm actually upholding it. Kung akala mo ito yung standard, Jesus was saying, Mas mataas pa yung standard dyan. He was upholding the law. And that's hard. Again, kasi pag narinig natin yung law, grabe, ang hirap naman ito. Ang hirap naman sundin. Ang hirap naman gawin itong lahat. And if you and I are honest enough before God, we could say, ang hirap sundin ng mga pinapagawa ni God sa atin. But what I fail to say is this. Not only is the law about a bunch of commands that we need to obey, 
What I failed to say is that first and foremost, it is a story. A story of God's relationship with us. The context of the law is always relationship. It starts of a relationship, therefore it gets defined by a certain set of laws. I guess the nearest example for this, as you know, I'm married to my beautiful wife. She was here, I think, Kanina. Okay? And since I'm married to her, we have a covenant relationship with each other. There are certain rules or laws that we have for each other. Like one of them, of course, since I'm married to her, I am not allowed to build unhealthy relationships with the opposite sex. And it's not burdensome for me na parang, Grabe naman, ang higpit-higpit. Modern day na. Hindi ko nagagawa yung nagpapasaya sa akin. No, there's a law because we have a relationship. It's exclusive. Probably another a better example, as you know, I have a one-year-old and four-month son. His name is Jedidiah Sean, or I call him Jedi. Okay, so isa lang po yan. And, syempre, nung bata po siya, no? what? But suddenly when he, right now he starts walking, and he likes to put his fingers inside things. So kung saan niya, dinudut-dut yung daliri niya. Okay, dinalagay niya sa unan, sa kumot, sa, sa mukha namin, sa mata namin, okay? But one day, one day I saw him put his finger in the electric socket. Oh no. First time ko po ito nangyari. Sabi ko talaga, Jedi! Play somewhere else, anywhere. Just don't put your finger there. Sabi ko, ganun pala yun, no? Naalala ko tuloy si God. Nung first time kay Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve! Do any, go anywhere. Just don't eat the fruit. <laughs> That's the first law. And when we saw that, my wife and I, we talked about discipline and cert- putting up certain kind of laws. And as parents, I think you can relate to this. I'm so thankful for Victory Group and the church community. Because someone gets to teach us how to uh, raise up our kids. So when we my wife, ko, Okay, if we're going to discipline him and, you know, uh, put certain kinds of laws, it should be within a, a basic set of premises. So the first, uh, we, we came up, as of now, okay, three reasons why we have to discipline or correct him or put certain kinds of laws. The first one is, if it hurts him, anything na makakasakit sa kanya, of course we need to put laws to avoid that from happening, or we need to discipline, kagaya nung ginawa niya sa saksakan. The other one, of course, is he, if he, it hurts his relationship with God. Therefore, that's what we call sin. So if it's sin, we need to discipline. And then the third one, if it affects his relationship with other people, so kung nakakasakit na siya na ibang tao, therefore we need to discipline him. So we put all those certain set of laws and ganyan, kasi we love him. Do you think it's loving for me if one day we, deci- if we, one day we just decide? So si Jedi with his finger... Gusto niya ilagay yung kamay niya sa electric fan. Okay, sa blender habang umiikot. What would you think of me when all of a sudden, pag gagawin niyo ni Jedi, sasabihin ko, you know what? Kuya na magpapasaya sa'yo. 2017 naman na. Yan naman yung uso. Gawin mo kung anong gusto mo. Okay? Ganyan naman. Okay lang. Okay, ayaw ko i-stiffle lang yung freedom. Go! Sige, ilagay mo. Oh, wala ka ng daliri. Wow! May isa ka pang kamay. Di ba? <laughs> Do you think it's loving for me as a parent? 
to do that. The answer is no. We put standards for the things that we value. When we buy a phone, we put a high standard. Tinitingnan natin kung may gas-gas. Pero bakit sa ibang bagay, binababaan natin standard, lalo na pag sa relationships? Why is that? Standards are high for the things that we value. The law is high because my love for my son is also high. God's standard is high. His laws are high because His love for you and me are higher. Mahal niya kasi tayo. Kaya may certain set of laws. We sometimes think that kailangan ko muna magpakabait, kailangan ko muna ayusin sarili ko, kailangan okay muna ako bago ko tanggapin at mahalin ng Panginoon. But in reality, like parenting and relationships, mahal ko muna siya, I love her, I love him, my son, I have a relationship with him, therefore, I'm putting set, a certain set of laws and boundaries that I expect him to obey. Kasi may relationship kami. Do we see the difference there? The other one, we're trying to attain it. The other one is, we're already there. And we're just acting out our identity. That's what the law says. And not only is the law a story about God's relationship with us or commands to obey, it also has promises that He wants to fulfill in our lives. If you read our Bibles, you would see that God is our Redeemer, our Provider, our Healer. He is our light. He, he calls us the apple of His eyes. He will forgive us. He will uphold us. And He has other promises that He wants to fulfill in our lives. He, the law also talks about God's will that He wants us to experience. That's why there's this prayer, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And one day when God comes again, He will fulfill His perfect will in our lives. That's the law. Now, when Jesus said He did not come to abolish it, but He came here to fulfill it, what does it mean? Let's continue. Verse 18, it says here, For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. An iota is the smallest alphabet of the Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew language. And dot is like yung parang quit. Sabi ni Jesus, kahit do yung mga insignificant small details of the word, it will all be fulfilled. Yung uso ngayon, the latest fads, it will pass away. Yung gamit po natin, latest gadgets, it will all pass away. Our relationships, it will all pass away. Our possessions, treasures, whatever we have, resources, it will all pass away. The latest ideologies, yung mga usong mga sayings ngayon, it will all pass away. And some has already passed away. And God is saying, everything else will pass away, but the Word of God will not pass away. It will remain timeless. It will endure forever. Yung pinaka-uso pong naririnig natin, yung nagtitrending ngayon sa Facebook, one month after, wala na po yan. Itong Bible na to, nakakailang taon na, nandito pa rin po siya, at lumipas man po ang panahon, it will still be here. Why? Because the Word of God is timeless. It is always, always, always relevant. It is always new. It is always applicable. Ibig sabihin, 
the Bible always has something to say, even in our modern issues. You know, hearing this, going in campus ministry, we always hear this. Kahit manood ka na lang sa Facebook, we will always hear, mananiniwala sa Bible, napaka-backward thinking talaga. Napaka-old school ng mga paniniwala. Hindi na yan mag-work na yun. 2017 na ngayon. Dapat ibahin na. Gumana na yan noon, napaka-traditional, napaka-higpit. That work, okay, we respect them. Pero we are the new generation. We can defi- we know what needs to work in our generation. Napaka-backward thinking ng Bible. But remember, the Word of God is a now word always. You know what's backward thinking? Sin is backward thinking. Sinning is backward thinking. Because it makes us forget what God's purpose is for our lives. You know what? If you study history, you would look like, you would look that before the word came, bago pa nagkaroon ng law, the, the climate or the condition of the world, wala pong human rights. Women, mga kababaihan, wala pong human rights. Walang karapatan ng mga babae. Walang master-slave, healthy relationship. Walang healthy view of what marriage and relationships are. About money, it's a dog-eat-dog world. But when the law came, it was so revolutionary. It was so progressive. It was so forward-thinking. What? Mga may value sila kasi created in the image of God? What? Slaves, master, parehong may rights? What human rights? Possibly ba yun? And the word, the law of God set standards. It shaped the society. It said, girls, you have a value. You have a high value. Therefore, go ahead, put the highest standard that you want. But what does the world do now? Every time there's porn, what does it do? It reduces women to objects. Now, let me ask you, who is backward thinking? Because before the law came, ang tingin sa babae, objects. Sabi ng word, hindi. Image of God yan. And now the world wants us to go back. Hindi. Try mo muna. Sige. Sinning is backward thinking. Jesus wants us to go forward to eternity. Sin wants us to go back to death. That is the word of God. And God says, it will be accomplished. This is what the word of God says. Next verse, sabi dito. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of the commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For some of us here, we are Christians already, but we don't treat the word of God with reverence and respect. How do we do this when we, when we still compromise and the things that God wants us to change? And now... What God is saying, no, we have to, if you want to be great, we need to uphold what He says. Obey and teach others. Yun ang sabi dito, if we want to be great. Because in the Bible, gender was never fluid. It was clearly defined. Marriage is not a gray area. It's a black and white thing. And God is telling us, if you want to be great, we need to uphold it. It's not backward thinking. It is the truth. And that's what it says here. Challenging us. You want to be great? Uphold the word of God. Obey it. Teach it. 
demolish the arguments that sinasabi ng world. Because it will not last, but the Word of God will last. Now let me go to the last verse in this chap- in this uh, message that we just read. And this is the bomb. Okay? Ito yung parang, uh, kung tingin natin yung mga first verses, wow, ito, nung naririnig din ng mga times si Jesus, ito yung parang the, the, yung pasabog. Okay? Sabi sa verse 20, For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What does it mean? During their time, yung pinakamabait na tao na nabubuhay sa mundo nila are the Pharisees and scribes. They obeyed the law, okay? They obey even the man-made law, even to the dot. But it was all external. Lahat pang labas, but never internal. What it practically means to us right now is this. Isipin po natin yung pinakamabait na taong kilala nyo, dapat mas babait pa daw tayo doon. Grabe, no? At, it's not just external, but also internal. Come on here, you know that's hard. It's so easy. Ngayon pangalam, I don't know if you've tried this, I'm guilty of this. Nak, mag-set na ng table. Nagdadabog ka? Hindi! Ganit ka ba? Hindi! Ba't kayong boss mo? Nagpapaliwanag lang. It's so easy to obey externally, right? But not internally. Uh, but not internally. Jesus' criticism to the Pharisees and Sadducees are there, they are like whitewashed tombs. Malini sa labas, madumi sa loob. And that's a challenge for us as well. We may come here in church, all look white and bright externally, but the challenge is how, how what are inside? Do we really love God? We may do one-to-one, we may go here in worship service, we may raise our hands and declare God is good, but maybe deep down in our hearts, we hate Him because He doesn't answer our prayers. We may come here and just, you know, just say, Pag kinamusta ka ako, kumusta ka? Anong sagot ang Pinoy? Okay lang. <laughs> diba? Pero, if we really are true with ourselves, we're not okay. Because we, are, we just did sin. And to make matters worse, the standard of God is not just to uphold the law. Look at this next verse. Somewhere in the of chapter 5 as well. Verse 48, sabi dito, You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. The standard is perfection. Kung here, you know you're not perfect. The question is, sino dito sa room na to pala ang perfect? None of us are. The challenge is sometimes when we compare our sin and we say, ito yung kasalanan ko, oo, hindi ako mabait na tao, oo, nagkakasala ako, lahat naman tayo, nagkakasala. Okay, pero hindi ako kasing sama nung kilala ko kasi yung kasalanan niya, ganito. Pag nanood ako ng balita or nag, nakita ko yung live stream sa Facebook, yung kasalanan nung terorista, ganyan. Ako, ganito. Oo, hindi ako perfect. Ito nga yung issue eh. Perfection daw eh. Pero at least hindi ako kasing sama nun. The issue is not do we have sin or not. The issue is not, do we do good? The issue is, do we have sin? That's the thing. That's the problem. You and I, we have sin. You and I are not perfect. And God's demand is perfection. He has such a high standard. The law is there to make you and me see that God has a high standard. The law is there to make you and me see that the reason why there's a high standard is because He has such high love for us. And at the same time, the law is there to make you and me see that we cannot, we cannot, in our own strength, 
reach that standard. The law is there to make you and I see we have all failed. Let's make it worse again. Worse ulit. Okay? To make matters worse. Galatians 3, verse 10, it says here, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be anyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. You and me, we're not perfect. You and me, we, we have not obeyed the law to the dot. Therefore, ano daw po ang kondisyon natin? We are cursed. Kasumpa, sumpa. Sinumpa, sumpain ang mga taong hindi daw sumusunod sa utos ng Panginoon. Cursed for everyone who does that. If we fail to obey, it's, we're cursed. If we fail to do it, we're cursed. If we don't do it, we're still cursed. We are cursed. We cannot save ourselves. That is our status. That is who we are. But here's an interesting thing. Remember what the law is? It's a story of God's relationship with His people, commands to obey, promises to fulfill, God's will to be experienced. God knew beforehand that you and I cannot and will break His commandments. That's why He said, the beginning, umpisa pa lang ng Bible, makikita niya na, I know you're going to break my commandments, but I will still always love you. I will always be there for you. Do not for a second think that I push you away. God never pushes you away. He always pulls, pulls, pulls us close to His heart. God doesn't make us just see how big our sin is and laugh at us kasi ang kasalanan natin tapos hindi natin kayang gamutin yung sarili natin. God says, No, I have loved you with an everlasting kind of love. I will forgive you. I will make sure that my righteous requirements are met and at the same time, I will love you. The dilemma is, God cannot love us if we have sin. He has to kill us. Kasi the wages of sin is death. So how does God do it? In His sovereign wisdom, He came here down on earth. Jesus Christ. Jesus fulfilled every command to the dot. Sinless, absolute perfection. Jesus, according to the Bible, are the promises of God, yes and amen. The fulfillment of the law. Every righteous requirement, but this is what He did. When He came here, He took all our sin to himself, upon Himself, and He died on the cross for that. This is what Galatians says, the same chapter that we were reading a while ago. Galatians 3 verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by, require, by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. You mga cursed daw ang dapat nasa tree. You and I are the cursed ones. We are supposed to be on the tree. But who went on the tree? It was Jesus. What was His status? Cursed. Jesus was cursed. The Savior became the sinner. And the sinners became perfect. The righteous for the unrighteous to bring us to God. That is what Christ did for us. He took all our sins and imputed righteousness to us. It's a big word. 
Yung kasalanan natin, nalagay natin sa Kanya, imputed, that's the theological word, word, to Him. And His perfection, His being righteous, was imputed to us. What is our response? Rebel kay God and say, hirap na standard mo, hindi ko ito susundin. Or, sige, kailangan bayaran ko to religious. Or do we receive it as a gift? Galatians 3, same chapter, verse 11. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. I love that word, justified. For they're justified. The righteous shall live by faith. Look at these couple of words. Justification by faith alone. Beautiful set of words. If you are a Christian, this is one of the most beautiful set of words that you can see in the world. Justify means, in, in the Bible terms, it means God's perfection upon us and sin as if wala doon. In short, okay ka na. Okay ka na. That's what it means. You and I, if we're honest enough, you and I know we're not okay. You and I know we have insecurities, we have problems, we have challenges, we have sin. You and I know we have issues, emotional, spiritual, relational. You and I know that is our status. If you're honest enough, you and I would say, we're not okay. Pag tinanong ka, kumusta ka? Okay lang. Pero hindi, if you're really honest enough, our status, we're not okay. We're not justified. And we're trying to make ourselves okay by how? Oh, if I just have more friends, I have boyfriend, I have girlfriend, I have money, I have success, I have uh, family, I have position, and I'm going to be okay. But if you're honest enough, it's not going to be, it's not going to still be okay. How would you and I be okay only when we are justified by Christ through His blood by faith? And that's what He did on the cross. Justification by faith alone says, Kaya ka naging okay kasi si Lord hindi naging okay dahil sa kasalanan mo. And now, if you trust Him, your status is justified. The effect of that is this. Iwan ka ng boyfriend mo, iwan ka ng girlfriend mo, okay ka pa rin. Bakit? Justification mo na kay Lord, hindi na sa kanya. May pera ka man o wala, you're still okay. Justification mo, dugo ni Jesus, not what's in our bank account. May mawala siguro sa buhay natin. Mawalan man tayo ng isang bagay na importante, taong mahal natin. Of course, it doesn't feel okay. But deep down, alam mo, things are going to turn okay. Why? Because He has already done it on the cross. The reason why you and I can face life in its darkness and its evil is because He has done it already. We are already okay. Justification by faith alone. One of the most beautiful doctrines, one of the most beautiful realities that you and I can see in the Bible. That when we were still sinners, Christ died for us justified for the next couple of weeks yung mga maririnig po natin preaching magiging mahirap po itong gawin it's going to be more specific anger, lust, forgiveness money, prayer this 
discipline. It's going to be practical. And if we don't get it right, ang iisipin natin, hala, kailangan ko gawin yan kasi sabi sa Bible. But if we get this, I'm justified already. I have a relationship. I'm going to obey. My prayer is if we get this so that the next couple of weeks, we're going to live out God's purposes for us. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.